0: Reading tonight from John chapter 4, verse 10. Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. Read this account, it's quite a long account of the Samaritan woman that did not recognize who Jesus was. But Jesus was right there in her presence and explaining some things that are fabulous information for all mankind. But basically saying, if you you knew who I was, if you knew the, the gift of God, if if you if you recognize that fact that that i'm I'm your only hope, that'd be kind of kind of different wouldn't it? but Jesus was her only hope, but he's everybody's only hope. all of us need need the lord but this this was the gift of God he mentions that if thou knewest the gift of god we're we're living in the month of December, where gifts are pretty common. And people give gifts, people receive gifts, all sorts of gifts at different times. I've often wondered about about the gift, not just the gift of God, but a gift in general. Can you imagine if you had a gift... Laid out there, and you all gathered around that gift. It's, it's not not unwrapped. It's a wrapped gift, and you just sat around, and talked about it, and looked at it. What's in that gift? What is inside that box or whatever it is? Even even if you should be so blessed with one of those Christmas trees that has gifts underneath the tree, uh, like we usually remember as as children we want to know what's inside those boxes <laughs> we're we're not really uh, too impressed by looking at the beautiful paper and bows and all that stuff we want to know what's in there in a way this is what Jesus was saying to this woman if you only knew about the gift of God or or if you really comprehended what the gift of god could do for you you would ask you would ask for for help in this hour of need and she definitely needed help as all mankind has needed help through the centuries but an unwrapped or a wrapped gift is is not that impressive until you can get inside and see see what you're what you're looking at jesus is the perfect gift. It's the perfect gift. you can't get get higher in in value or worth than the, the gift of God, the gift of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, come to save mankind from their sins. It's a, a gift that, that provides eternal life, everlasting life. And there's no substitute for it. you't can't, you can't buy it, uh, you can't earn it. You can't do good works until you uh, obtain uh, uh, enough uh, good works on your list of good works list to uh, be worthy of it because it's a free gift. It's the gift of God. And it's paid for. Jesus paid for this this gift of God. He paid at Calvary. He paid by his life, by full surrender, a horrible, horrible death, and yet, he was resurrected on the third day and for that we are extremely thankful the value of eternal life how do you value it how do you uh, how do you really put a value on everlasting life do you wake up in the morning sometimes and think that the value of my christian experience would probably just wake up in the morning and while well, some of us get out of bed we're thankful that we got out of bed okay, without hurting ourselves but uh, uh, that's a gift too isn't it Uh, to be able to do that uh, very profitably James uh, chapter 1 mentions the fact that I like this verse anyways it mentions the fact that every good gift and every perfect gift is from above come from God Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. Now, continue to give gifts, okay? I don't want to stop any of that, the gift giving. That's okay, that's good. We we enjoy that part. But every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. It comes from God. That's the perfect gift, the gift of Jesus Christ to to mankind, to you, to me. I I think of this uh, at this time of year. I had a, a godly grandmother. She moved to the United States oh, I don't know when, really early 1900s I suppose from Sweden and there was a large a large a uh, uh, group of Swedes that moved to Jamestown, New York eventually and that's where I grew up I didn't learn Swedish but uh, thankfully they worked on English and I, and I can remember that, my grandma spoke English thankfully and I and remember when she'd get on the telephone she'd speak to friends in Swedish, and she had Swedish books, and she had a Swedish Bible, and so forth. But there was never any uh, uh, language barriers between grandma, grandma and her firstborn grandson, which was me. I was firstborn among all the grandkids. There was 12 grandkids eventually, and that would be maybe six parents involved in that. So when we got together at Christmas, that was always an exciting time. We just enjoyed going to my Aunt Hazel's or my Aunt Betty's or maybe at our home. And we'd get together and exchange and had gifts there given and have food. Swedish food, generally speaking. It's good food. Grandma made Swedish rye bread, but I don't remember that at Christmas. It's good stuff. But the one thing I remember, if you, if you scratch your brain, maybe you've got a good memory and try to remember when you were quite young, Any gift you ever received. And it's like, I don't remember a single gift I ever received. Not one, except for one. The one from Grandma. Grandma was very poor. I didn't know how poor she really was. Her husband died in 1936. She lived as a widow for 32 years. She had very little money. And I think my uncles kind of supported her and helped her along. Very little Social Security but never heard her complain about it. Never ever heard her say anything, I am so poor, it's such a miserable life, and, and everything is turned against me. Her life was about God, and that's all I remember. But that year, at least one year, and maybe it was more than one year, she gave all the grandkids a gift. We all received a gift. It wasn't exactly like this, but it was a, an envelope that you could see through and see the the... The George Washington on there. There's we'll a little George Washington there. One dollar bill. That's what we received from Grandma that year. That's the only gift I can remember, because it came from Grandma, out of a heart of of love. And and I had no idea at the time how much sacrifice probably went behind that that uh, maybe twelve dollars that she gave to her grandkids that year. But the good memories of Grandma. You see, the gift of God is, is something that has to be transferred to people. How do you transfer a gift of God? How does Jesus possibly transfer His love for you and for me except somebody deliver that, that message? If, except somebody uh, bring that gift. This little, little gift here is it's not a gift, it's just a box. Wrapped, but, but like I said, it's it's. There it wouldn't be even if it was a real gift. It is of no value unless you'd unwrap it and find out what's in it. I can tell you what's in it. Nothing is in this. But uh, well, there's air. I'm sure there's some air in the in there. But but to, of real value, there's nothing in it. But if if you leave the gift of God unwrapped unwra- uh, uh, up and you don 't venture into a place where you, you you desire to find out more about it so that you would unwrap the gift even then you 're kind of kind of lost because you need somebody to help you do that isn 't that true? This grandmother of mine, and we all have grandmothers I, I suppose she was quiet, she was gentle, she was thoughtful, she was loving, she was caring. And you know what she was? She was prayerful. When I would go down to her little place where she lived in downtown Jamestown. She lived in a little apartment underneath a couple of homes there. And it was just a very humble place, but it was, it was where Grandma lived. I would bring her a Christmas tree, a little three-foot tree or something, and set up her tree, put it together, and she would serve some food. But the, the key to the food was Tom had to pray before we ate the food. Whatever it was, I usually could ask her for uh, French toast. A <laughs> Swede making French toast—that sounds weird. But anyway, she did. She'd make French toast, and it was—it was—it was good, good French toast. But I you had to pray, you had to say grace before you could eat. When I went in the service, she wrote to me. If any of you've been in the service, some of us here have been in the service. Oh, to get a letter from anybody is is nice to get a letter from from people. I think Grandma sent me some stuff one time. I don't remember what it was, but it was like sometimes you'd get food in the mail, and that was kind of nice. Maybe homemade bread or something would come in the mail, and and, and wherever you were living, and that was pretty pretty nice. Grandmother's prayers. You see, this grandmother, she was transferring that information that God so loved the world. And God loves his grand, her grandson and, and all those family members and, and loves people. And she was transferring the information, trying to encourage us younger, uh, children in the family to, to, to find a way to God, to pray that we might be saved. Now, I don't remember how she explained that, but I know her life explained it. And even though it took me a while to catch on, eventually someone else came along besides Grandma that had the same desire to see people that they would meet and know that they would be introduced to the Son of God and that they would actually personally, like we all have done, whether we realize it or not, we took time to unwrap that gift and to find out what was in it. It's a great adventure. It's a treasure beyond treasures. It's enormous uh, value to to you and to me. You see, we relate to Jesus by the people we know or have known. They have translated the information to us. We have heard uh, that message of the gospel by the, the life that they live, by the example that they've set. And that's the key. That's the key. Second uh, Second Corinthians says in just a few words it says, Thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. Amen. Seems like this gift kind of translates through various parts of the scriptures to give us the idea in this one is that it's an unspeakable gift. You wonder about an unspeakable gift. How do you speak about an unspeakable gift? God speaks to our hearts, though. It may not be as unspeakable as, as it seems. It is speakable. It is speakable by that, that godly example of, of people who, who love us, people who care about us, people who found the Lord themselves somewhere. Somebody introduced them to Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and who comes to take away the sins of the world, and He delivered uh, them from their sins and so they want to pass on that same message uh, to you, to me, and to, the, to anyone who will we'll take time to unwrap that gift. This Christmas season of the year, the only encouragement we can give you is unwrap the gift. Unwrap it. Take time with it. Uh, explore it. Uh, delve into it. I have a picture at home. In fact, I found it tonight. I have a picture of home when I was probably three years old. I was the only only child at that particular time. And there's, it was, I'm in the living room and I'm sitting on the floor with my teddy bear. I think I got that from this grandmother, actually. And there I'm sitting on the floor and the whole room is a disaster area. There is unwra- There's stuff unwrapped all over the place. I was a... A benefactor of, of stuff that I don't even remember. Except I you remember that teddy bear, come to think of it. Because my, my cousin got the same, she got a teddy bear just like mine. She was the same age as I was, approximately. We both had. My teddy bear was destroyed through the years. Her teddy bear was still intact. Can you imagine that? I don't know how that happened. I have to, have to ask her the next time I talk to her, find out about her teddy bear. But that was from grandma, you see? Silly little memories have a long-term message that Jesus loves me through the life of my grandma. I appreciate the gospel today because of my grandma's prayers and anybody else who was willing to pray for a wayward child. Thank God tonight we have a chance to pray here in the house of God. We're going to sing, stand and sing a song, 370, and have an opportunity to pray this evening.